Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hey everybody, this is Jad, and I'm taking over TV talk for this week. Um, I normally do movie talk, and, and I do some other writing for the work print, so definitely check me out. And I'm joined here with your, I guess, regular host of TV talk, the wonderful Mr. Christian Angelus. Hi everyone, I'm usually hosting these things, but I thought, you know, Jad should take a, he should take the, the, the helm, the, the lead. Oh yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um... You know, in a very devilish manner, I may say. <laughs> uh, since today we're going to be talking about the latest season of Lucifer. Yeah, season five. Season five, eight episodes long, about an hour long each, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's let's hop in. Let's just jump into this hellish, delightfully hellish season <laughs> and such. What do you think of it, Christian? Do you like it? Um. Yeah, I. I think the season was entertaining in the sense that we finally got Lucifer back and um, fulfilled some long-standing storylines uh, that that they've been playing at since the beginning. Um, but I don't know. Like for overall, I, I didn't like it as much as the fourth season. But I know that there's a second half. So, um, what about you? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It definitely, um, you know, is not the same as the, the previous uh, season. I think in terms of the vibe. It's a little bit more serious in the direction they want to go. It kind of threw me off, actually, the story arc with this. Um, and I thought it was going to go down a much darker route uh, than it actually did. But, you know, I, th- I thought it really did, you know, keep uh, kind of the same vibe overall. It was a lot of fun. Dialogue is, you know, not hope, but very pleasant. Um, yeah, man, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was yeah. really good. And it's good seeing Lucifer back. And I'm glad that they kind of, you know, rushed through, or not rather rushed through, but I'm glad that, like, they kind of resolved some of these subplots within the season, within an episode or two. They didn't, like, drag it out all the way until the end. Yeah, see, that, that kind of, that surprised me, because, like, a lot of the, the conflicts from the cliffhanger of last season kind of wrapped up as well, uh, particularly the whole, you know, him having to be gatekeeper, guardian of hell type thing, um, which... I didn't mind, but at the same time, I was slightly disappointed because I wanted them to explore more of the demonology and and such more. But they kind of just they kind of just abandoned it and went back to old school Lucifer formula from like the first few seasons in Fox. You know what though? I think it works with the show in that regard. Yeah. I want the, the demonology and kind of that extra world building and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's you know what the audience wants from it. Um, yeah. And it's it's a procedural that doesn't take itself seriously, right? So I think that. It kind of keep them keeping to that is one of the you know uh, strongest points of the show. So I don't know how much demonology would kind of, or just kind of delving into that depth of the world building would really help or not with it. I think it might actually hurt a bit. And I kind of see that with the character of Maze, right? So spoiler alert: if you guys haven't uh, or haven't seen it yet, um, we are going to get into some spoilers and stuff with today's episode of TV Talk, episode thirty-two, by the way. And that is, like, with Maze, you know, she wants a soul, right? That's kind of her, her yearning and her desire. Um, so I just feel like it comes off, like, uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't, what's the word I'm looking for? I felt like they could have developed that a lot more. I agree. Uh, for me, uh, 
it was weird. Like, there was a couple of storylines with some of the side characters who, don't get me wrong, incredibly fun this season. Everyone kind of does something which uh, kind of entertains us in terms of uh, stuff related to their character. Not a full-blown arc. And I think Maze is a perfect example of that. Um, you're right. She she wants the soul because throughout most of the season, she's suffering from the loss of Eve. Like, their their whole relationship kind of prematurely just and abruptly ending. And her, her thing is, is like, everyone seems to be moving on and doing things with their lives. And, and she doesn't seem to fit or fit with a lot of the side characters and people that she's come to love. So like her, her weird quest towards the back end is, you know, maybe it's, she just wants a human, uh, a, I don't know if it's a human soul, but a soul so that she could feel, I guess, some degree of fulfillment or something. It, it was a very weird setup to get there, especially with how it relates to the new villain of the series. Yeah, true. And they use the character of Lilith, um, the biblical character of Lilith, of course, to be her mother, right? So Maze is actually trying to find her mother she finds her mother it's not really a great reunion because you know it's all about like being labeled as a demon right and being seen as subpar like i see what they're trying to do with that character but i just think that it made her kind of like evil turn in the eighth episode i guess and is it like a season it's not really a season finale right it's like a Mid- mid-season finale you're right and it was it was weird because it just seemed convenient uh for them to set maze up on the opposite ends to, to give us a really cool, don't get me wrong, that last battle sequence was really cool, but still it, it just felt kind of just super convenient. The, the writing felt like, oh, okay, let's just throw this together for the sake of. of yeah, it felt like forced, right? And you can tell that they maybe wanted to kind of explore these things over a couple of different seasons, but mm-hmm. you know, um, they don't have, I guess that many seasons left overall. Yeah. Um, Cause what is it? Um, I probably should know this thing. Well, uh, right now they have uh, eight more for this season, and then they have last uh, season six, and then that's it. That's what I was thinking, yeah. They're, they're kind of stuck on that two-season deal. Um, so they're probably just trying to get in a lot of material as possible uh, within that. And, of course, because it is less episodes, too. You know, they're, they're not doing, like, 12-plus episodes. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of fat. You know, I just felt like it could have been better in that regard but again it's fine you know because it's a procedural it's something that you just like you know for me it's like i love having it on yeah for for me because i you know i just did this extensive review which i'll i'll put attached to this podcast um i i like i liked a lot of the story building in the last season but for the most part lucifer really stands on its own when it's using its formula when it's a procedural when it's having fun uh so like i felt a lot of the middle episodes did that really well um personally uh, in particular, like the noir episode, the uh, the space the space adventure one, like the, there there was a lot of good ones in the middle. There is, there is, and the last two episodes that arc with the uh, whisper killer, yeah, is also um, absolutely fantastic. You like you like the whisper killer story? I do, and I kind of so my dark mind, you know, you know, I like to write horror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thought they were gonna hop, but yeah, I mean, that definitely. It felt like that for a little bit. Right? Yeah, they kind of played on that tension a bit, right? Yeah. She's been kind of kidnapped. Lucifer has to really uh, stop being immature and just focus on detective work in order to find her. And I thought they were going to go down that route. Like, I kind of predicted Pete being uh, the serial killer because he was just kind of so close. And... Yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was the best, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, man. We need more positive beats out there, not like these weird and stuff. Well, not even that. It was just super convenient because it's like, oh, okay, it's the... It's the boyfriend of the person who's closest to the case. And it's weird, too, because um, Ella, the, her character was on um, Dexter before this show. So it, the, that entire storyline felt like something out of Dexter. And I'm like, okay, guys, I 
I see what you did here, but it's like it just feels like it's been done for, before, at least for me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I, I thought the storyline was cool. It was like very much uh, reminded me of like Science of Lands. Like, you know, they're rushing to find this guy before him, and I really thought they were gonna have Chloe be uh, kind of a twist to that. I thought they were gonna like take her out, like, give her up with a little thing, like who's supposed to do it. But they thankfully didn't go down that route because I really love Chloe. Um, you know, Lauren German is super awesome in that role. And, um, yeah, they kind of, like, they did that, you know, extra ending upon ending, right? Like, they cast the guy, and there's, there's another aspect that they still have to figure out. Um, and let's move on to the actual villain of the show. I was going to say, how did, how did you feel about uh, the Archangel Michael this season? It's interesting. I kind of like that they use him. He's like a, They're like twins with each other. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Tom Ellis has a really good American accent, like clearly fake, but, mm-hmm. uh, good for the show or for like the context. And I like how he just kind of like dips his neck down, you know, a bit, mm-hmm. kind of like shorten himself a little bit more and to become a little bit more snaky in terms of, yeah. they're interesting because they're kind of like the flip characters, right? Like if you think of it, the main character, Lucifer, played by Tom Ellis, he is the good guy. Right, he's genuinely just a good person who's the guardian of hell, gets blamed for all these bad things, right? And then you have his twin Michael, who's supposedly like the highest of the angels, right? And the one closest to God. But he's the one acting more like an adversary than a snake. And kind of taking on those negative traits within the show, right? So they kinda of like flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. Flip the relationship between not only like did they flip it, but like they're kind of op- they're polar opposites for like twins, which I I kind of love that they they depicted them that way. Um, besides the American versus British accent, uh, the um, what is it? Michael he lies like almost all the time, while Lucifer only tells the truth. Yeah, he hides a little bit, but for the most part, he he presents the truth, even if it's a partial truth. Um, but then uh, what else? He, uh, Michael embraces and tries to bring out the the worst fears in somebody else while lucifer only brings out their greatest desires uh, it's it's really cool how they um how polarized opposite they are but how how close they are to the, the power hierarchy of that was heaven definitely yeah yeah and speaking of heaven we got a new character added onto the show i was a little disappointed it wasn't neil gaiman uh playing god mm-hmm. uh who kind of appeared there um but it was, um, I'm forgetting his name. Guy, help me out here, Christian. He was the president of 24. Oh, he, he was also the Allstate, the Allstate commercial guy. That's how I remember him. I'm just like, okay, they're going to sell me car insurance on Lucifer. <laughs> and that was a really cool reveal, seeing God kind of mm-hmm. showing up there. So why don't you lead up into that, kind of explain what happened there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so this entire season, we see Michael... And his whole scheme to screw over his brother, the reason being that he's always sort of been jealous of Lucifer's, um, I guess his charisma and his, like, the fact that everyone kind of gives him uh, a pass despite the fact that, you know, he's he's Lucifer. Uh, so Michael, yeah, his whole, his whole scheme is to kind of take down Lucifer by pretending to be him and ruining what was Lucifer's life on Earth. And, of course, Lucifer decides, you know, I can't let that happen, et cetera, et cetera. They go, they have this conflict, uh, which which kind of is interspersed throughout the season. But, like, it's it's not the main focus. It's kind of, while it is the main uh, arc, uh, for the most part, it's still mostly Lucifer procedural. Um, that said, uh, uh, while all this is happening, Amenadiel also has to deal with the, the, the whole conflict with uh, Decker 
with her knowing that she was the uh, this gift given by God. Uh, and so they have a little bit of tension. It's not too it's not too stressed out. But the, the thing is, is we're seeing it now. The patterns with Michael, with Amanda Deal, with Lucifer himself. Uh, God's kind of been throwing them all astray and in, in different directions and stuff and and not <laughs> not being the best heavenly father, I guess, per se. And what, what does it lead to? It leads to a really epic tension between all the angels uh, that culminates with uh, God himself showing up in the final moment saying, hey, stop fighting, you guys. You're my kids. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. But the trees, they all flap their wings. It looked like it was going to go down into a showdown. Like a good, uh-huh. bad, and the ugly. Um, but no, Dennis Habert appears in all his, no, ah, excuse me, in all his glory. Um, to kind of end it right there. Uh, yeah, so, the Michael one was interesting. That relationship between Lucifer and him. Um, yeah. you know, I like how he tried to imitate Lucifer for the first, like, two episodes or so. Um, yeah, yeah. do that really quick. Uh, the whole, like, him wanting to remove his face theme, where he scars Michael. Yeah. That was really cool and dark. Um, yeah, so, it also reminded me of Superman versus Bizarro Superman, or not quite Bizarro Superman, but, like, the dark Superman in Superman 3, Christopher Reeve. You know, kind of from this Richard Donner flick. Um, you know, so it was kind of cool, kind of you know, seeing that. Yeah. You know, kind of that motif. All right. Speaking of other plot lines, um, what did you think of the main deal uh, kind of story throughout the whole thing, and also Doctor Linda? Uh, yeah, that was cool. They um they did this whole uh, <laughs> celestial baby super parent uh, story arc this season. So uh, they both, I think Linda was trying really hard to make sure that. That the baby, or that she, that she was raising the kid the best way possible, while Amenadiel was trying to fix the world. It's a very weird uh, storyline for Amenadiel. He's trying to make it so that the world is a better place for his kid, which I like. I get every parent wants to do, but he can do a lot more of that because he's a freaking angel. So um, it was interesting seeing how uh, they were trying to be parents and kind of flopping at it, um, especially because we don't really know the fate of this baby if it's going to be a super baby or if it's just going to be mortal because Michael's kind of sowing this uh, idea that the kid's just, just a normal kid. So, uh, yeah. Once you get to the, to the final episode of this mid-season, um, you kind of see that Lucifer is going to tell Chloe that he loves her. He's going to, you know, drop the L word. And time freezes. Just completely freezing. So he thinks it's a meta deal, right? He's like freaking out that Charlie had a full and then just trying to calm him down. But it turns out a meta deal didn't do that. That like Michael kind of stopped time completely so they could fight, uh, you know, within that um, episode. And I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. Yeah, no, like, I, I liked it, too. The, the freezing of the uh, of time and, and the baby Charlie. Is it Charlie? I think it's Charlie. Oh, that's uh, what it getting... is. Charlie froze. Yeah. He froze in that. So I think that's kind of a hint. It is, but we don't we don't fully know because that's coming from the mouth of Michael. And so far, he's pretty much been a dick <laughs> and trying to, to play off everyone's greatest fear. So I, I don't know how much I can trust anything from that dude. Well, I mean... Think of it this way, right? Like Chloe, when uh, they were having that conversation that I referred to a little bit earlier, she was saying that she was afraid. She did admit yeah. it, right? But he's like one who, as you said, draws that out, right? Um, so I don't know. I feel like 
you know, something that's, that's going to be a story point. For, for Most definitely, I agree. Yeah. Kind of interesting that way. Also, Charlie being the first, I guess, angel demon hybrid, right? Yeah. Well, that's the that's why I'm wondering if it's if hit the extent of his abilities, and uh, maybe that's why he was affected by time freezing, because maybe maybe there's just some things he's not immune to, you know. True. He's also a newborn. I think we're really like, putting a lot of expectations on Charlie. Yeah. So far with this, yeah. Um, what did you think of the action sequences? Phenomenal. If there's one thing that it stands out this season was the uh, the combat was oddly very cool. Especially that the last fight was probably my favorite part of the series. What did you think? I liked it a lot too. I noticed they did kind of off the uh, martial arts kind of kung fu. I noticed um, some parts too, especially with like uh, Men of Yield. But yeah, I thought it was definitely good. A lot more exciting than the previous seasons for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I dug it. I thought it was like well paced throughout the whole thing. There wasn't a whole lot of it. Uh, what about like the horror scenes associated with the murders? Do you think there was a lot more toned down this season compared to previous one? It's weird. This season doesn't. It feels like they pivoted away from that entirely. They went a lot more procedural than than the horror. And um, and I I personally want more horror personally and and like more grotesque stuff. There's even a <laughs> there's even a scene where Lucifer shows his devil face and he uses it to calm down the baby. So like it kind of it kind of it seems like they're trying to scale back on the the scary horror parts, which is strange because like Netflix is totally fine with it. I mean, if you've seen the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, eh, they're okay with the fucked up. <laughs> Speaking of babies, we probably forgot to talk about Dan. Oh yeah, Dan. Yeah. Um, what do you think about his storyline and kind of the route they were taking him in? I thought he kidnapped Chloe. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Initially. Yeah, I mean, it could have, but then that would kind of invalidate his character because that's his, you know, his uh, his ex-wife and mother of his of his child. Um, I it was his arc was weird this season because at first it was very like he seemed like he had his life together, and then it, it kind of just fragmented once he found out Lucifer was the devil, and w- which is funny too because he's like I think he's the last character to find out. <laughs> um, uh, but then it kind of it it flip flopped back again because then he he sided again with Lucifer after being convinced by Michael. So I don't know like there, his storyline with that and then um, uh, Maze's storyline with the flipping. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of personally. What what did you think of Dan's story? I mean, I'm glad he found out. Yeah. About the whole thing, and I I think that's like a natural reaction to have. You know, I thought it was interesting that he pulled the gun out and shot out Lucifer. Yeah. I thought that was a really quite interesting turn of events. Um, but again, like kind of rushed his type of thing. We just kind of yell at him. Yeah, that's kind of that happens a lot this season. It's kind of it just it kind of just resolves itself. Like that one was cool because he pulls out the gun, but then we kind of make fun of it. Like literally the scene after in the next episode, because I think Lucifer is like, "Oh my god, I'm invulnerable again," and he shoots himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh hey, check this out!" <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Super funny. Right there. Yeah. I, you know, I think Tom Alex right. yeah. I don't want to say he holds up the show. But. Um okay. What was your uh favorite episode of the season? Um probably I don't it's a mix of the Diablo one and uh what else did I really like? No, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with that one. The 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 Diablo parody is probably my favorite. Yeah. 
Just because it forced them to look at themselves from a silly lens. <laughs> also, their 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 uh, actor counterparts were very funny choices. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, for me, I really enjoyed the uh, the flashback episode when he goes to the nineteen like. Uh, oh, the the noir episode. Yeah. The noir episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one too. Kind of like adds more depth with uh, you know the, the characters. I think that's the issue, right? They only give you a little depth for these different characters. Very little characterization, yeah. kind of throughout that thing, and uh, yeah, I agree. And they do very well balancing it out. You know, I get it. It's tough. You have to be procedural. You have all these characters balanced out when you're writing, and all these storylines, right? Mm-hmm. Within the individual episodes themselves, story arc overall. So it is a lot to kind of work with. Um, yeah. What else did we think about the story? I guess before we move on, you felt like it was rushed because it was like well paced. I felt like we kind of result like in my review. I basically lay out that uh, uh, the first few episodes, they they kind of just emphasize where each character is at now. Kind of like a nice refresher because because it's been like a little bit over a year since we've seen uh, the last season. Um, and then um, by the middle episodes, they kind of just go back to formula, which which is it's fun. It's definitely fun. Uh, but my issue throughout the whole thing has has been like even though the Michael was supposed to be the primary antagonist, there hadn't been a large amount of buildup, just kind of him pulling strings behind the scenes uh, after the introduction of the of the false Lucifer, uh, him being you know uh, the twin reveal. Um, and so while I I, I liked it f- the 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 first part of the season so far in terms of the fun, like this is what we're used to. I'm not super compelled uh, by the Michael storyline. That said, I do know that the second half, you know, they they have an entire uh, slate to, to play around with that more. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if it developed into something cooler. But we'll see. No, I agree. It's definitely, uh, you know, there's like a lot of build-up tension at different points. I think it hits up well. But, um, yeah, very rushed, you know. Um, and I think that's, that's an issue of just kind of having, like an inherent flaw of having too many characters. You know, um, just got to kind of either like focus in on one or two or try to talk to everyone and, Really, I can do it adequately, adequately enough. Um, a lot of time has to be given to those different characters. So, um, you know, very much typically like it is in the show, they kind of do keep it on point in that regard. In terms that it's always like a procedural, just kind of shift away from the line, except for the first episode. I like that for that opening episode when he's like kind of solved the crime with her and how he's like sending her hands to the corpse. Yeah, the um, that's the one where they they see that uh, Lucifer's old friend that he gave the gold to, right? Yes, he got killed in his like party boat. Yeah, that that was interesting. I like that that was the opener because it it forced Lucifer to see a problem that he was dealing with from the perspective of another person, which I think the show does really well. Uh, usually, in their case of the week, it's like we deal with things, but realistically, what we're addressing is a personal issue that our character is having. It's a, it's a technique used in a lot of uh, primetime television. Uh, and in Lucifer, it, it's always kind of worked well. And what, what I liked about that one was, you know, Lucifer was in this person's hell, but realistically he was in his own. And he didn't know how to deal with with the situation, that he the, the way he left things with uh, Chloe uh, and being stuck in hell and having to take that responsibility. There's a lot of growth moments for him, you know, within the, the season and such. Um, and he has to like listen more to Linda when she's talking. Um, 
you know, he learns a lot that Peter, the serial killer guy, uh, oddly enough, too. Uh, yeah, so it's very interesting. It's kind of fascinating how he's, like, changed as a character to be a lot more, yeah. you know, calming and respectful for that, too. Also, we get, like, a, a really quick, like, Trixie cameo. We do. I kind of wish we did more with Trixie, but um, that was kind of the... the uh, and she's getting older, too, so I assume maybe that's why. But she, she gets a nice story time, and that, that heavily uh, develops the plot with uh, with Maze and Lucifer and their little... Their feud. It's weird, because um, even though they're, they're feuding, they don't really <laughs> acknowledge it at all until like, maybe like the last episode. Yeah, it's true, because Lucifer doesn't really know what's going on. Pretty much, and that's kind of that's kind of the issue I had with this so far. The first half, it's like I didn't even know you were mad at me. It's like yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like a lot of these things are in little bubbles, and then they kind of just resolve themselves. And and the only common thread that seems to be pulling for Arc is uh, the Michael storyline. But we'll we'll see. Oh, and I forgot that we forgot to talk about the biggest part. Um, how do you feel about Chloe and and uh, Lucifer? Oh, hell froze over, guys. If you didn't know, they finally hooked up. <laughs> Listen, I'm a sucker for romance. I was happy. Yeah, me too. my face. It was like nice. They're finally together. Yeah. Cool. Is she gonna become the queen of darkness now? We're <laughs> gonna see what's going on there. Um, but they keep throwing like the different obstacles per episode, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks like that um, there is gonna be a lot more challenges coming towards them um, soon. They they really start playing on like, like the whole. I don't know how I feel about her being, like, a plaything for Lucifer, right? Um, yeah. And they, they kind of deal with that question and have her... Well, to be honest, I didn't even remember that being revealed in the last seasons, Like, which is, it, I guess it was a pleasant reminder. It's like, oh, that's right, they they addressed that at some point. But it seems kind. It seems really silly. Um, yeah. Uh, on the plus side, she doesn't take it, you know, oh, she's not okay with it. She's like, I'm a person, I have agency... I don't like the fact that this is some predetermined bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. Which is, is great because it builds conflict for uh, for God, <laughs> who is now introduced. So Yeah, right, and it's that whole argument between free will and predetermination. Yeah. Well, it, it's also great because you're giving a face to the person who's predetermining everything. So it's like, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic to see how that plays out. Yeah. And he's not pissed off about Uriel dying mm-hmm. from one of the earlier episodes. We don't hear anything about that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you think about the show uh, visually? I don't know about you, but it's like everyone is blinged up throughout the whole show, right? They're dressed yeah. in like really high end clothing and stuff. Um, you know, and the sets are beautiful for the most part. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The sets are beautiful. I, as weird as it sounds, I like the Warner Brothers lot, which is funny because that's just their back. It's like where they shoot. It's probably just, hey, we're going outside. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the season, everything pretty much looks stunning, gorgeous. Oh, and some of the special effects are crazy. The, like that shattered glass effect, and I think it was like the last episode. Yeah, with, with yeah that's pretty cool. And how it just like you know, it was just being forced as you went through it. It was still frozen yeah. in time, kind of forcing that glass out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we mm-hmm. kind of get beat up on a lot throughout this uh, season, right? More or less, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fine. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, soundtrack is awesome. I don't know, do you like the soundtrack? Um, yeah, yeah. For the most part, I I like the soundtrack, and it was uh, it was it was cool. I mean, I, I stylistically, I think 
Lucifer pretty much is still like Lucifer. Um, the, the only thing, the only thing with this season that I'm wor- I'm wondering what's going to happen is is the main storyline. But again, it's only because first half. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, Let's see what goes on there. All right. Well, uh, why don't you guys let us know what you think about Lucifer? What you all expect? Um, it's going to happen in the second part of season five. Do you know when that's going to drop, Christian? Or uh, we don't know yet. Actually, it's funny that you said that because um, uh, the four one one is uh, it's rumored to start early twenty twenty one. The reason being is because it's it's actually pretty much shot. The only thing that they have left is to film the second half of the last episode of the season. So once they're able to get the green light, which they're assuming is going to be in the fall, um, they're going to film it and then pretty much release it as soon as possible. Uh, well, I mean, they still have to do edits and stuff, which is why we're assuming early 2021. But we'll see what happens. Excellent. Excellent. I'm excited. Uh, and yeah, for all those who are listening, thank you so much for joining us. Um, please let us know what you think about this first season five. Um, what you guys expect to see in the second half, what were your favorite episodes, what were your most hated episodes, um, what are your desires? <laughs> um, with that too. Christian, thanks for uh, setting this up. I'm happy to host. Yeah, dude, thank you thank you for hosting, uh, Jad, because I'm pretty... I, I usually host these things, but like it gets, it gets exhausting after a while. And I, I love talking to you, man. And yeah, so thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. And I should totally do a movie talk sometime soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a slew of movies. I mean, there. What's coming out? Like Mulan and uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, Bill and Ted. That'll be really yeah. Fun. Maybe Mulan too. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on XN underscore Angelus on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and of course, you can read my articles here at theworkprint.com. How about you? Oh, same. You can find me here on the Workprint. My name's Jad Cato, K A D O. Social media is all one. Uh, my name, one word. And yeah, good talking to you guys. Definitely. All right. You, you guys take care. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Joe.